Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped. We bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Tapp, and I'm joined by the whistle to my blower, Megan Spangler. On today's episode, we're doing a deep dive on the toxicity at New Rockstars and first-hand experiences of individuals that have experienced it, Loki Season 2 predictions, and so, so much more. Let's dive in. So, today we get into New Rockstars. To say this past two weeks were eye-opening would be an understatement. After we first posted episode 23 of our podcast, we received a ton of support. Support we didn't expect. Because we weren't aware that new rock stars had been doing this to so many people. Most of the people who reached out weren't able to let their stories be public due to the reasons such as signing an NDA, working at a competing company, or still working at new rock stars. So we respect their privacy and won't be releasing any names or identifying descriptors unless they ask us to. It's not our job to make anyone feel uncomfortable or unsafe just to use their story for our podcast. Absolutely. We're definitely um, not going to be revealing any sources, but just know, guys, as we always have, our reporting is 100%. We've verified, we've fact-checked, we've made sure that what we're saying is coming from accurate sources and accurate experiences. So just stick with us because, honestly, I don't know if you can hear it, Megan, but... That kettle is whistling. The tea is hot. We are ready to spill it. So let's strap <laughs> in and let's get into this. Yeah. New Rockstars has been in the hot seat for quite some time, whether it be accusations of narcissism, toxicity in the workplace, jealousy over some employees getting more attention, stealing content, and even stealing <laughs> ideas from their own employees. If you don't believe us, we implore you to do your own research on this as the facts are out there online publicly. A lot of the stuff we're going to go over today is just a quick Google search away in case you're interested. Uh, let's start with the glass door review. Buckle up because it's a long one. It's titled Nice People Surrounding a Toxic Diva. And again, this is listed on New Rockstar's Glassdoor page. If you're not familiar with Glassdoor, it's a way for employees to review their employers. So if you work for a company, more than likely you can go on Glassdoor, search it up and see other employees' reviews on their employment history there, and you can even make your own. Um, so let's dive into what exactly this uh, review said. Um, it kind of broke things down into pros and cons. So let's start off with the pros. Uh, the people that work at New Rockstars are laid back and friendly. Most everyone is nice. It's also exciting to see how many views your work can get so quickly. The employees say they have good benefits. That's pretty much it. The reviewer <laughs> then gets into the cons. And let me tell you, the cons list is, it's lengthy. Um, so let's just dive in. Uh, cons, low pay. Both us freelancers and the employees seem to all be underpaid. And it's talked about like only one person gets paid a lot of money and everyone else is rejected when they ask. For raises. I've been at the same pay for a long time and it's the lowest paying of my clients. Ouch. Yeah. Um, the next way they break down this review is they base it into categories, right? So the first one is fear. Everyone tiptoes around angering the main host guy. And so you get asked to do unreasonable things because your boss is worried the main host guy is going to get mad otherwise. 
For those of you who may not be familiar, the main host of New Rock Stars is Eric Voss. Uh, he's the one who does most of their Easter egg breakdowns, does a lot of their content videos. Um, so if you look up their YouTube page, I mean, or their YouTube channel, more than likely you're going to see his face popping up in a majority of their videos, especially now. They go on to say, it's an open secret that everyone hates working with him, but no one stands up to him. And that falls on us to deal with. I've been called to do work that was not part of my contract and treated as if I was being unreasonable when I resisted. Yikes. That's pretty intense. Don't like that. Not at all. Uh, they go on to list the next category as growth. There are no opportunities to become full time. It is dangled all the time, but then it never happens. Something that I absolutely hate at jobs, super toxic way to um, encourage your employees is by dangling something that's never going to happen in front of their faces and just keep promising it to them. Yeah. I've been a victim of this at normal jobs and it's it sucks. It's the worst. Absolute garbage. Totally. Our next section is titled Drama. And the reviewer goes on to say, there are a few employees who seem to hate each other and just try to talk smack about each other with anyone they can. But they also act like they are good friends. And it's uncomfortable for the rest of us that they constantly complain about the other person to everyone here. It's not everyone, though, because there are employees and freelancers that clearly do everything they can to stay out of the drama. That's wild. That is wild. Seems definitely like a very toxic environment. If Absolutely. Everyone's being fake. Everyone's talking you know, crap about each other. Just seems very toxic. Yeah. Um, our next section is unreasonable expectations, where the reviewer goes on to talk about how everyone here is treated like they are lucky to have a job and shouldn't be allowed <laughs> to complain. Freelancers what? end up being counselors <laughs> for each other because we all work at other companies where this isn't the norm. What the heck? But at New Rockstars, usually because the main host has deemed it so, everyone has to do what he says without even a thank you for dropping in and saving the day. What mm. the hell? Oh my god. Continuing on, the reviewer labels this next section egos. There is a general sense from some of the people that they are the best channel, and if you bring up issues or ideas for change, it's scoffed at. New Rockstars is among the smaller channels I've worked for, and yet they act like they are the only ones that know what they are doing. I'm not the only freelancer that has more experience in YouTube than the people working there. I hate to beat a dead horse, but I think that's because the main host has a huge ego and it affects everyone else too. The few times I've talked directly to him, he was quick to point out how everyone else that covers movies on YouTube are idiots and doing it all wrong. Also, <laughs> I know for a fact that me... And my fellow freelancers and some of the employees even have done things in the videos that the host publicly takes credit for. I did something once that went viral and months later I saw the host talking about how he came up with the idea and he was just lying. Ouch. Ooh. That's really intense and crazy. That, I don't mean um, to laugh, but it's like, it's just, it all tracks so much. It's just yeah. so dead on. Oh my God. And if you guys notice a pattern here, it seems to be like this main host is very egotistical, likes to say that he does nothing wrong and that everyone else is wrong and he does everything the best. And the channel as a whole seems to be backing him up, um, which is pretty wild. It, I don't know. But let me get through it. Uh, it's rough. Trust me. It is. Yeah. The next segment titled Sadness goes on to say that talking to any of the other hosts is incredibly depressing. They are my favorite people at the company, and they all are made to believe that they are worthless and constantly are treated like crap by the main host. One host confided in me that they submitted an official complaint about the main host's treatment of them, and instead of anything changing, they got punished with less videos. 
They also told the host about their complaints and he got even meaner to them. That's so sad. Oh my goodness. That's like that's a beaut- class A example of workforce <laughs> retaliation when you make a complaint and you just get punished for speaking out. Wow. That's Which abuse is super and narcissism. Yeah. Oh exactly. God. It's it's super abusive. Might even be illegal depending on the state that you're working in. Um, True. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um the last segment is titled Advice to Management. And the reviewer goes on to give some helpful tips. Uh, for new rock stars to kind of clean up their game. Hire people that have worked at other YouTube channels and aren't scared to call out bad actors. <laughs> the main host is definitely famous enough that it makes sense that you don't want to fire him, but if everyone hates him so much and he hates them so much, you should separate him completely from everyone or just bite the bullet and fire him. The other hosts are great and the writers can still do just as good of a job for them as they do for the main host. That- this is like scathing. It's it's this, really like a no hold back kind of rip them so apart review. It's so sad. Like it's so sad they had to go through that. It, and you know it's still going on. That's the crazy yeah. thing. It's like it's very obvious. It's terrible. You can look up this review for yourself on Glassdoor. Like I said at the beginning, a quick Google search, you'll find everything that you need. Um, we're not making this up. This is something you can easily verify yourself. But. Just going off this one review here, I mean, the fact that someone took the time to go through and write out, like, this essay of a review where they even broke up their review into, like, separate clauses of their thoughts is just, like, that just goes to show you so much effort was put into that because they really want to warn people about what's going on, Um, which is just, it really saddens me because toxic workplaces, I mean, I thought we got over this in the 2010s guys like i thought we were finally (laughs) moving past allowing you know people in the workplace to bully belittle or harass you um it's really sad to read that this is still going on so prevalently at new rock stars um yeah and it's really upsetting because you know working in this nerd culture space you know especially where our platform comes from of being just non-toxic and all-inclusive and then hearing this and then also being a fan of new rock stars previously and of Eric Boss, I mean, this is just very disheartening to read and to see that this is what's been going on behind the scenes. And then the outpouring of support for us, you know, bringing attention to this from our first video that we released um, a couple episodes ago. Some real bad shit is going on behind the scenes at new rock stars. That's all I'm taking away from this. And then it continues to go on. So once you go down the rabbit hole, like I did going through and reading every Reddit comment, every single comment, every on every social media platform. Mm-hmm. You start to see a lot of trends. A really big one I saw was mm-hmm. people complaining that their comments were being scrubbed. If they asked about the Glassdoor review, if they asked about the infamous firing wow. of a lot of people at once, anything like mm-hmm. that, their comment was removed. And I didn't really believe it. I thought they were just kind of stirring the pot. But if you go far back enough, you can see like it has significantly less comments on their post on a lot of social media and their YouTube mm-hmm. and something, anything like that. So there is definitely something there. They know what they're doing. They don't, they don't want the public opinion to change of them, but it has to. The, the reason they yeah. get away with things like this is because people are telling them it's okay by not calling them out, which yeah, I, we get it. Most of you can't. 
you signed something that says you can't, you work at a different company, we get it. And we fully support you. But to the people who are fans or listeners or anything of them, have an open mind about this. We're not making a single bit of this up. We have done extensive research for two weeks straight. A lot. We have talked to so many people. We have done every deep dive you can. This, And we're showing you all of this. So please don't think we're being spiteful or clout chasing. We're giving you the facts we found. And just make your own opinion. If you like Eric Voss, that's cool. You probably never met him. But that's not for me to judge. That's all. The reason why we decided to make this episode... So centered around this topic is the fact that, you know, we we had our content stolen from new rock stars uh, a few weeks ago. Um, we've talked about it in the last couple episodes, but in case you're new here, I went to Destination D23 in person. I tweeted out my breakdown and basically what my perspective was on the Loki season two footage that was aired exclusively at D23, which was the first, I would say, almost t- about 10 minutes of footage from episode one of Loki season two, which is premiering this week. And it was just completely ripped off by Eric Ross and new rock stars completely, even down to my own personal theories and, you know, thoughts on what I watched. Um, And on top of it, the funny thing is he made this breakdown video of the footage, which I get, you know, making content for a channel. It's what we all do here, but he wasn't at the event. New rock stars was not at the event. And it was like my exact words and, observations based on what I saw. So just to walk you through it. Yeah. I made a very clear comparison to the fifth element. Um, He copied the exact wording almost (laughs) that I used. I made my own personal theories at the end of my post, just talking about like, based on what I saw, this is what I think is going to happen this season. Like like a little, like a couple little tidbits stolen almost word for word, my own personal theory. It's like, you wouldn't have even been able to get that particular theory unless you were there watching the, footage it just doesn't make any sense for them to have the exact same thoughts that i did based on my tweet so yeah so you guys don't quite understand at d23 they showed the first 10 minutes of loki season two to only the people there if you go anywhere on the internet you can't find that footage and they didn't allow phone no they had huge security blocking everything making sure no one was recording so new rock stars wasn't there how did they get that info except that they stole it word for word, which they didn't even do a good job of hiding it. And ever since we've called him out, we have been ignored completely. But we've heard from reliable sources that he is very aware of us. So that's irritating. But I'm not going to stop. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, You know, it, it, it wouldn't be such a big deal if it was just that instance that happened you know obviously if if we had just been given a little shout out even in the description box of the video mm-hmm. like oh you know found on twitter you know shout out to mediaverse cu whatever it would have been it would have been just a lot better the problem we took with this wasn't the fact that he ripped us off it was the fact that just out of the blue we started receiving messages and an outpouring of support from multiple people like i was very surprised yeah. because we just talked about it a little bit in our episode thinking, oh, you know, whatever. It's just We just wanted to kind of bring attention to it and we were just going to move on. But the multiple people that reached out to us, guys, you really don't understand. We never get this kind of traction from any of our videos when it comes to like talking about controversial things. This really, it hit a lot of people. It, it, it just 
they felt compelled to write into us and let us know like, oh, we're so supportive of of you, you know, talking out about this and, you know, speaking out because it's happened to so many other content creators and they just, they don't tell their story and he keeps getting away with it. So that's part of the reason why we decided to do this deep dive expose on new rock stars and just really get down and dirty with all the details. So we just want to understand where we're coming from and why we're doing this. Yeah. And we were just going to talk about it the one time. And then we were hit up and we were told other people's stories and that kind of was like, okay, so everyone else isn't able to speak out, but we are. We haven't signed anything with new rock stars. We want to fuck around and find out. So that's why we're exactly. doing this. Because those people can't speak up. And it's the right thing to do. It's not okay what they're doing. They're yeah. getting away with it. And they're getting paid for it. Exactly. And they stole from us? You have the resources, you have the finances, you have everything. And the you time. Exactly. And you still steal from other people. You didn't go to D23 because it wasn't promoted to have anything Marvel related. Max went in yep. case it had something Marvel related, but they didn't go. And probably when they found out, oh my God, there was something Marvel related we have to talk about. All you had to mm -hmm. do was cite your source. Stop stealing from small creators. Ugh. That's not okay. All you had to do was shout us out. Let's dive in into some of the nitty gritty stuff that was pointed out to us by some whistleblowers and other people who wanted to um, let us know some interesting details about new rock stars. Megan, why don't you take us into our next portion? I would love to because this is a juicy one. After speaking to some closer to new rock stars and Eric Voss, we were sent some pretty damning evidence of all this being true. Many that reached out chose to support in silence due to various reasons, and we completely respect it. All of you guys' support behind the scene has made all the difference for us. Yes, thank you. One person, one person, the former live pro uh, broadcast producer, reached out and shared with us this. Voss is an egotistical nightmare. He's abusive to staff, and he doesn't give anyone credit and caters to the worst parts of nerd culture. Incels, sexist, racist. This individual is a former employee of New Rockstars and has given us permission to share their experience with New Rockstars as long as we don't name them, which is more than fair. Absolutely. They go on to say, I created the break room, and I keep ringing the alarm bells about lack of diversity, and they fired my ass for it. Months later, they fire every woman and black person on that channel. At this point, they deserve some public shade. Hell, they took my whole show. The break room was reimagined of my own channel, which is smaller than you guys, like 10K total reach across TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch. Not only did they take my structure, format, and creative strategy, but they forced me to let go of another channel that was a potential competitor, end quote. Literally killing my momentum. Wow. Luckily, I went to work for their competitor, and I got that role because they stole from Screen Crush, too. Ryan Airy has receipts, too. Wow. He put fake Easter eggs in his House of Dragons breakdown, and Eric copied them word for word without even double-checking to see if they were legit. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love that. It's disgusting. It, it is, but what a good way to catch him. Hats off to Ryan. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. 
the original creator of the break room continued. Yeah, he wasn't particularly catered to them, but never dissuades them and tries to find a common ground that takes that are completely indefensible. She-Hulk and Miss Marvel were a big problem when I was there because they wanted to have women on the team be the face of those videos, and he was not having it. How he treated wow. a very redacted name was completely unacceptable. If you haven't seen the Glassdoor review, that explains a lot of the shit he did. Luckily, my story has a happy ending. I actually started this week with a much bigger channel. I'm happy to say that Ryan Airy is actually a really nice guy, and you can tell in his videos because he'll even cite people who comment on his tweets if they show him something he hasn't seen. Yeah, I mean, we reached out to Ryan Airy, the host of Screen Crush, for comment on his situation, and his official statement was a simple no comment. <laughs> so I think that kind of speaks for itself on like... It says so much, but so little. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, I like your style, Ryan. It's yeah. wild. I mean, a, a simple... No, I, I do too. I mean, a simple no comment instead of, you know, saying, oh, no, that didn't happen. I mean, come on, guys. Read between the lines. <laughs> An ex-employee, the ex-employee concluded, they're not all bad, but some need to be deplatformed so they can't just hide behind it like Voss does. And, but yes, Voss isn't the owner of the channel, but he's the man-baby diva that the entire channel caters to him. Wow, rough. I know. That was, whew. Unfortunately, you weren't able to make a public comment. One said, I will say you guys aren't the first creators to experience this issue with that specific channel. Unfortunately, those aren't my stories to tell, but I can guarantee you're not alone. Another individual very close to the situation and a victim themselves stated, I will say, if you look at the recent tweets from ex-employees that were tweeted around the time of your video, then there's a roundabout confirmation right there. Yeah. Spicy. Wow. I mean scathing like <laughs> burned alive like this is sweet no hold backs yeah. um definitely just no prisoners taken this is just very raw and very you know just i don't even know i don't I don't have words i don't have words to describe how disgusting being treated like this is um as someone who works hard towards something and as these people may you know this may have been their dream to be doing this and to have it crushed and to have to deal with such a disgusting workplace and you know just a terrible coworker that is feels like his shit doesn't stink and that everybody else is beneath him is just it's wild to me and something that I never would have expected just being a casual viewer of their channel. Yeah, I really admired them, but like after this, I'm not supporting anyone that thinks this is okay. Absolutely not. Um yeah, I'm not supporting new rock stars after this video or after this whole experience. Mm -hmm. Um so it's just that's just me personally. I mean, do what you want, but I don't know. I can't stand behind other people having their thoughts and ideas being stolen or being treated like they're lesser than or the, you know, toxic workplace is never okay. Listen, we all have to work. We all have to pay our bills. Work shouldn't be something that we dread going to. It shouldn't be somewhere we feel uncomfortable. It's, you know, we all have to do it. Why do we make it so miserable for everybody else? That's disgusting. And it's, it's childish and it's stupid and it's unfair. They fired this guy and took everything. They took a channel that had nothing to do with them. Yeah. They stole oh, stole man. his idea for the original break room. Exactly. Like, ask new rock stars who came up with the break room idea and see what they tell you. <laughs> see if they respond. Because I'm expecting to get blocked. Yeah. I'm expecting them to block me very soon. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, we have not been able to get any comment from new rock stars at <laughs> no. all, so I don't know. <laughs> they respond to everyone else. I mean, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, but honestly, we just thought this was a case of stealing content and not supporting other creators by citing sources, but it's turned into something much bigger than we could have imagined. I mean, obviously, by what we're going over with you guys, it's, it, it turned into a really bigger story than we intended. Um, it turned into a case of extreme toxicity in the workplace, accusations of narcissism, sexism, and racism by a creator we really did look up to. Uh, we always thought that New Rockstars was the goal to work towards. But looking at all of this evidence and seeing the receipts provided by people who have gone through this, we strive to be absolutely nothing <laughs> like them. Um, our podcast, our group's mantra have always been to be non-toxic. That is the guiding principle of why we started this, why we got involved in this, and why we do this. Um, there's too much toxicity just in the wilds of the internet and the wilds of Twitter and the wilds of Reddit. There's too much toxicity amongst fans in this community or in nerd culture in general, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings or whatever you're interested in. There's various levels of really major toxicity that we have always strived to keep out of our spaces. We wanted to provide a safe space for our members, our 49,000 Facebook members who we love and who support us. We have done nothing but try to keep an inclusive and um, an environment where everyone's thoughts, feelings, and ideas can be heard and expressed without the fear of having like toxic random comments that make no sense or, you know, just that kind of internet trolling yeah. in our groups. We've always, always maintained a very high level of integrity amongst our platform. So reading this from an organization that's larger than ours, that has more reach than ours, that has more influence on the public than ours. And seeing how like terrible things have been behind the scenes and continue to probably be, it just it, it doesn't sit right, and it it's not right. No. Um, I mean, to be supportive of others and respect what they've done in the fandom and outside of the fandom is always what we're striving for. Um, acting as whistleblowers here isn't to cause drama or get attention by any means. Um, it's to show what's happening behind closed doors. Supporting a brand that is perfectly fine with this behavior as long as they get paid at the end of the day is something that we won't do. Um, this isn't what Marvel was built on. This is greed and ego, plain and simple. That's really what, what it boils yeah. down to. Um, I'm so sorry to the creators and ex-employees that have gone through this. Again, it isn't fair. We support you 100%. We see you and you have our full support and attention. Thank you to those that reached out and showed your support. It meant everything to know that we weren't alone in this and that we had others to turn to who validated us and supported us. Thank you guys for supporting our podcast and our brand. And again, we just wanted to bring attention to what's going on because it's just not right. And that's the main reason why we made this episode yeah, today. We want to do what we can to take down the toxicity in the fandoms and if we have to call new rock stars out and make ourselves on the hot seat, we'll do that. Absolutely. So like, you can expect this probably not to be the last time it's talked about, but it's certainly the biggest time. To new rock stars, we hope that you change your ways. We hope that you see this podcast and see the error in your ways. You have so many young fans to look up to you guys. You have so many new creators that look up to you. 
don't steal from them, support them. If you use someone else's content, it costs absolutely nothing to shout out that creator. A change in your work environment is an absolute must. Employees and ex-employees shouldn't feel taken advantage of. They shouldn't feel targeted because of their race or their gender. We all remember a time when we were bullied for being nerds or made fun of for being into nerd culture, but we're adults now and the time for bullying is done. We should be lifting each other up rather than taking advantage of others in their work. This isn't okay. In our situation, money was spent to go to D23 to get all the info for our podcast and for our groups, just for it to be stolen and used before we even had a chance to record an episode showcasing all of what Max saw at D23. We thought this would be huge for our podcast and everyone that listens, but it was stolen from us by people who didn't even go to D23. We never got the chance to do something like this before, and we were ecstatic. We posted about it on Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. We promoted it, cover that we were covering D23 in the podcast, and we thought it would be just what we needed to take everything to the next level on our journey with our podcast, just for all our info to be stolen and claimed to be someone else's. And by a brand we admired to add salt to that wound. The very least they could do is cite their sources and support creators that don't have the resources or finances that they do. It would be game changing if they shout out one creator that they've stolen from. Imagine how you could change someone's life just by doing the right thing. You could change everything they're working for just by doing the right thing. To keep to those keeping up with the situation, if we get more updates, we will report them. We have nothing to hide, just want things to change. Others aren't able to voice their feelings or their trauma from new rock stars, but we are and intend on continuing until there's a change. To those listeners who have supported us through all this, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you guys so much, definitely. And, you know, our hearts go out to all those who have been abused, harassed, or stolen from by new rock stars. Um, you know, it's not cool. It's not fair. It's pretty disgusting when you really think about it. Um, and to be honest, I'm not afraid to be the one who speaks up about this. I've never had a problem being the one to speak up against injustice. Nope. And I mean, it, it. I just don't get why instead of being a positive force, making yourself look good, you know, sharing the wealth and just crediting, citing sources, they decide to rip off stuff as if it's their own and as if they're not going to get caught. Yeah. Well, new rock stars, I have a message to you and to Eric Vost on the last note of this segment. You play stupid games, you win stupid <laughs> prizes. That's all I'm going to say. Couldn't have said it better myself. With Loki Season 2 coming on October 5th, we asked our members of Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped what their predictions were, and boy, did they deliver. First, here's the official synopsis for Loki Season 2, as released by Marvel. Loki Season 2 picks up in the aftermath of the shocking season finale. When Loki finds himself in the battle for the soul of the Time Variance Authority, along with Mobius, Hunter B-15, and a team of new and returning characters, Loki navigates an ever-expanding and increasingly dangerous multiverse in search of Sylvie, Judge Renslayer, Miss Minutes, and the truth of what it means to possess free will and glorious purpose. It sounds wow. spicy. That's a great synopsis. I, I love it. With that in mind, here's what our members said. 
if I mispronounce your name, I'm so sorry. I'm not ignorant. I'm just dumb. Duriel, <laughs> Duriel <laughs> says, I predict Loki and Mobius will be chasing various Kang variants through time and eventually end up in ancient Egypt to watch Kang guide a young Ensabad Noor as a prelude to the introduction to the X-Men. <clears throat> that sounds so freaking cool. Mm. Man. God, that sounds good. That would be, be perfect. So good. I would love it. Yes. I would oh my god, I would love it if they touched on ancient Egypt and kind of tied it into like Moon Knight and tied it into like all the stuff that we've been seeing and Ramatut yes. and oh my would, god, I would that, I would die. That would be amazing. God, that would be so perfect. That that just if they don't do it, yeah. I'll be pissed. Like that's just I that agree. changed my entire mind of life on this whole thing. I need it to happen. Robert says Me too. <laughs> Robert says, I think it's going to basically be a lot of Loki getting the gang back together. He will have to basically convince Mobius and Sylvie what is going on, and we'll see a lot more variations of Kang, Dr. Timely, Ramatut being two. I believe we see. Maybe Immortus? Yeah. I could see Immortus, yeah. Yeah. I really hope we see something with like, Ramatut. I do too. I think that they, they buried that Easter egg really cleverly in um, Moon Knight with the guy's jacket on the back having the symbol of yeah, Ramatut yeah. on it. Uh, I think that if they continue to play on these little little threads that they're kind of weaving in and just kind of pull them through, it's going to be amazing. Um, those are the best parts of Marvel movies is when they pull on those past existing plot lines and threads that have been kind of forgotten or, you know, like hinted at but never really like you know touched up upon again that's the best that's what makes me feel the most satisfied and i mean i feel like if, if not to play on that easter egg and to kind of bring ramatut into this season of loki at least even with another easter egg or another hint or something i mean it would be criminal Agreed. at this point um and yeah definitely we need kang variants in this show it would be again criminal if they don't include them i know we're definitely getting victor timely at yeah. least but after Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, that ending, like, there needs to be some Kang shenanigans <laughs> of multiple Kangs. Because that's kind of what the whole show is about, is variants and yeah. stuff, right? So it would make Look, a lot I of sense. Look, I just need a whole show of Kang shenanigans. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So Andy says, a reference to the Council of Kangs, maybe? I, I feel like if you see mm -hmm. Ramatut then you're definitely going to get some kind of Council of Kings content. At least uh, at least a reference. Yeah, I think so too. That would be cool. Amazing. I can't wait. This one I added in very last minute because I liked it so much. Matthew says, a random theory of mine mm. from Loki series is that Renslayer is working with multiple variant Mobiuses. And that's likely why the Mobius at the end of the season didn't know who Loki was. That's based on one of the earlier episodes where Renslayer and Mobius are talking in Renslayer's office. And the extra coffee rings is the reason behind the theory. Ooh, I forgot all yeah. about that. So that's interesting yeah. because, I mean, Matthew, you're really cooking with <laughs> something here. Because, I mean, 
obviously we now that I've you know done my breakdown of the D23 footage, we know that the reason why nobody recognizes uh, Loki at the beginning is because he's going back and forth in time. So he must have slipped through to a time before the TVA had you know picked him up for the first time, you know. But the coffee rings, I had completely forgotten about that. Obviously, Renslayer either has you're right like it must be variants of mobius that she's spoken to even if she doesn't remember because right now we're thinking based on that d23 footage that there's definitely been some mind wiping done in the tv sure um so i mean unless renslayer is just like doesn't care and doesn't clean or whoever is <laughs> cleaning at the tva doesn't clean very well and leaves like a million different coffee rings all yeah. over the place that's pretty juicy. I mean, definitely could be hinting at something. I bigger. know. I saw he sent it last night and I was like, can I use it on the podcast? It was just, I love, it was so, mm. it was so creative. Too yeah, perfect. I couldn't not do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's some great predictions and theories. Thank you so much to our members yeah. for um, sending these in. And as always, if you guys ever want to submit content, we, we, we source for it a lot. We, we love hearing from you guys, interacting with your thoughts, your theories, your, your perspectives. So definitely give our Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped, um, a join so that you can participate in when we do these more often. And we would really love to hear all of your opinions and reviews on the upcoming Loki episodes, which we will be covering in every episode. Yes. So we will be switching our platform over into a rewatch type of model. So we, every week we will be covering the latest episode of Loki, giving us, giving our own thoughts, our own perspectives on it and going over and breaking it down for you guys. Just so we all know what's going on because we know how confusing Loki season one was. And I hope it's just as wild of a ride as season one was. And we just like know nothing going on, even though we've had an entire season of material to go off of. So I'm really excited. I am too. It's been a while since we've had like, uh, I mean, it hasn't been a while since Secret Invasion, but we've been burned since then. So it feels good oh, to have something yeah. that even if it sucks, you're still going to be like, at least we got Loki. At least we got to see him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Loki. Oh, man. We love Tom Hiddleston. So much. Here, and we love Loki so much. So I'm just very excited for this. <laughs> And wrapping up today's episode, we are going to dive into Tea Time with Max and Megan. And I will kick us off with some exciting news. The writer's strike has ended. WAG members received an email on September 24th telling them that the WGA had reached a tentative agreement with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. The strikes began on April 3rd when the WGA asked its writers to vote on authorizing a strike. And on the 17th, it was officially announced that members had voted to authorize with an overwhelming 97.85% yes vote. So we are so excited. So, we get to see. So happy for them. Uh, at least we get our projects in production. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm so happy for them, God. too. They, they won. They stuck to their guns. They pressured the studios and finally came up with a great agreement. And I couldn't be more excited for what this means going uh, forward. So congratulations to, to all writers. I, that's just incredible. It's like you guys really did you guys did it speaking yeah. on the strikes per the sag afra twitter x account sag afra and the amptp which is alliance of motion picture and television producers will meet for bargaining on monday october 2nd 
Several executives from the AMPTP member companies will be in attendance. As negotiations proceed, we will report any substantiative updates directly to you. I'm very excited to see what happens I... with that. Me too. Oh my god, finally, once the SAG strike is over, we're going to be getting interviews again. I we're going to be getting new projects. People are going back to work. It's going to be so wonderful. All the actors are going to be going back to work. The writers have already... Are, I, I know a lot of writers have been going back to work uh, right after the strike ended, so I'm expecting the same with SAG. We're going to be maybe even getting like Loki publicity. We're going to be getting the Marvels, the publicity store for the Marvels that we should have been getting at least already starting in September. Um, so this is just really yeah, cool. I'm so I'm really excited. excited to see what happens. Hopefully it ends. Yes. Yes. So good luck to all of you SAG Afro members. From the DC universe, James Gunn clarifies on threads that Creature Commandos and Superman Legacy will officially kick off DCU canon. He also confirms that Solo Maridueña, Viola Davis, and John Cena will reprise their DCEU roles in the new canon. So that's really exciting. Yeah, and I believe he also confirmed that Vigilante is coming back too from Peacemaker. So, oh yes, Freddie Strama. Yeah, that's the name. I'll be honest, guys. I really think James Gunn just kind of go- takes it as he goes. Like today, he'll just wake up and say, "I really wonder. I really want Vigilante <laughs> back today," and he just like, "Yeah, I'll do that. That's cool. Like, I, that's what I would do." So I can't. I'm not talking trash. I just I think it's kind of funny. How he just kind of goes with it. Also, he did not name his wife as someone returning. Ooh, that's an interesting thing. Maybe she'll get a new role. Ooh. Or it's all, he just he just hasn't thought of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> or he just doesn't want to say it. <laughs> or he's fighting with his wife. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine their fight. Like, you just can't return. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, my God. Well, I don't well, know. I'm... I'm interested to see the direction that he takes with this. Um, you know, let's see what happens. I think it's interesting that he's reusing um, past actors. Uh, a lot of them were people that he featured in his own Suicide Squad film. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's see what happens. I mean, I, I, a lot of the rumors about Gal Gadot, he could have addressed that here. He did not. So he could have. Interesting. But I don't think he. I don't think he knows. Uh, he. I don't know. I have all the faith in the world of him. So I do too. I do too. And now that, you know, finally the last DCEU film has, you know, gone to theaters. Now it's like finally the time where things can kind of quiet for DC and he can start really cooking and getting things ready to relaunch because it's just been a rough year, man, with DC, uh, the DCEU releases like Shazam Fury of the Gods did not do well. Blue Beetle performed lackluster. Um, I mean, if anyone wants to talk about Blue Beetle, make sure you've seen the movie before you say a word because it was actually really, really good. But they were yeah. ballsy to release it in IMAX during the strikes yeah. where none of them could promote it. But it was it was a great movie. Like, there's a reason he's keeping the actor. Yeah. I, I so haven't seen it yet, it is, but I want to. It is streaming. So. Oh, it is? Yeah, Ooh, guys, that's right. We reported last week that it was starting to stream. <laughs> so Megan and I will have a, a little breakdown for you at some point. Um, we'll be busy over the next couple of weeks with Loki, but we will get it in at some point. We'll talk about Blue Beetle. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Definitely. But moving on. The synopsis for Echo has been shared with the United States Copyright Office, which is our source. That's how you cite a source. You're welcome, new rock stars. <laughs> and it says, Marvel Studios presents Echo in which Maya Lopez, a la struggles to reconnect with her Native American roots while balancing aspirations tied to a life of crime as a successor to the brutal legacy of Wilson Fisk, Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio. Sorry, guys. I, D'Onofrio. I'm D'Onofrio. That's what I said. Maybe. <laughs> AKA Kingpin. In the first episode, we are introduced to Maya Lopez and her struggles. So this says that she's taken over for Kingpin. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, I'm still excited to see this. Uh, I know a lot of people have mixed reactions to it. I'm still excited to see it. And I think it's going to be really cool because, you know, where we left her in Hawkeye and now what the synopsis is giving us are kind of like almost two different things. She's definitely been on a journey since we last saw her. Um, so, yeah, let's see. She's yeah, the new this... kingpin. Let's see what that leads her. That This makes it sound like it's going to be a dark and gritty project, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it, too. Um, another exciting thing about the Echo synopsis um, that was uncovered by the copy within the Copyright Office filings was the fact that Charlie Cox's dare, Daredevil will be in Echo. So according to the, the Copyright filings, he is listed as a cast member on the show. So... That's really exciting, and we all love us yes. some Daredevil. So, and oof, we see. love Daredevil, but please don't take this in the way everyone took She-Hulk and say, "I'm only watching for Daredevil." Give it a give it a chance. She's Kingpin yeah. now. That's that's dope. Exactly. Give it a chance. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see because some some other uh, footage from Daredevil Reborn that we are not footage, but some leaked set photos show that Wilson Fisk is alive at that point so i'm interested to see where the journey for echo takes us and how kingpin's accident that echo caused uh, will um will be talked about how it will be played up and where maya goes from there so i'm, I'm really excited to see how this all heats up i think it's going to be really good i think it's going to be an unexpected hit i'm telling you guys i do too plus we get to binge it is there really anything better oh, yes I'm oh so i can't wait <laughs> Me too. Uh, moving on to Disney Plus has released two new Marvel Studios Legends episodes ahead of the upcoming Loki season two premiere. I have not had a chance to check that out. So I haven't either, but, but plenty of time there's for been this a lot. week's episode. That's very exciting. Very. Yes. So our last piece or our last cup of tea to serve today. I know it's been a tea-heavy episode. I hope you've had your crumpets and all that ready. <laughs> the Marvels have been confirmed by the Motion Picture Association to have a rating of PG-13 for action, violence, and brief language. So more or less what we were expecting, but still good to know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they're all PG-13, but I feel like that's going to change at some point. But it's still news, and we still report. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, you can follow me everywhere at His Name is Max. And you can follow me on Twitter at Megan the Gangster. Join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped, and follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow us everywhere at Mediaverse CU. Our new episodes premiere Tuesdays everywhere you can listen to a podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and goodbye for now. Fuck around and find out, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.